Hey, I'm the fucking warden. You don't want to end up on my side of the wall. Listen to Murder Metal Mayhem. Spreading faster than a case of the clap in a trailer court. Able to shatter eardrums within a 666 mile radius. A podcast more brutal than all the rest. It's Murder Metal going on man what's up motherfuckers how's it going hell yeah man it's tuesday and we are throwing down a new murder metal mayhem guys always fun hell yeah already yeah. yucking it up here in the studio okay, having right. some fun 160 though baby oh that's right episode 160 here at horns high studios for the horns high podcast network and it's gonna be a good one uh everybody doing okay it's getting fucking cold though. Oh, it's it is. balls bro yeah it's today is like Pretty nippy out. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the temperature like was, but it was something tonight, dude. Fuck that. But after being like fifties and sixties, we've been unseasonably. Dude, I think warm. somebody told me that's supposed to be like in sixties a couple days next week, though. So yeah, like, I think, I think yeah. Friday it's supposed to be like fifty-seven. Huh? Yeah, you're right. Like, Friday, what the fuck, yeah. man. Really weird. So Fucking we're Illinois. in a strange uh, weather period, but we're dealing and uh, the weather's what's... honor period. <laughs> fucking right <laughs> what uh what t-shirts we got on tonight wow. gentlemen chris what you uh, got going on well i got on this brand new fucking fresh ass fucking gourmonger beanie fucking oh, yeah. nice. got a little pot leaf on one side a little illinois on the other side black Very and green cool. it's fucking nice thank you joey nice i got on my uh murder machine clothing hoodie very Love cool thing zip up <laughs> love it nice and nice. uh under that i just got my whiskey help shirt because whiskey helps <laughs> whiskey helps yeah <laughs> Very cool. Joey, I like the uh, T-shirt you got on. Yeah. I, I was going to wear that too, bro. Yeah, I got the, the Slayer S-L-E-I-G-H-E-R. Yeah. Uh, the holiday one that Tex and his, his wife made. Yeah, before, Tommy, right? his wife. Yeah. Super awesome. So since we're talking to Tex today, was, and I because it's December, you. I was like, yeah, we can wear that. Very fitting Slayer yeah. with the slay and everything at yeah. the top there very Love cool it. much thanks to her for that yeah that's really awesome and then i busted out my enforced fuck yeah t-shirt yeah, i really dig fun. those guys they might be in my top five i'm trying to whittle it down five's tough, it's tough man. i, I got you like could a put a couple ten. honorable yeah. mentions in there it's oh cool, yeah you know so uh all right well very good last week though man we got pretty brutal guys with vincent this lee fucking fuck holy shit man crazy fucking Nut job stabs a passenger on a bus ride in Canada in 2008. Chris, he didn't just stab him though. No, he just he fucking just mutilated and decapitated and ate and dismembered and strewn about. Yeah, I mean, like, really fucked up for four and a half hours on a bus surrounded by cops, eating the passenger that he decapitated, walking around with his head in his. A fucking email Shane sent you though, dude. Yeah. Like, wait, what? Yeah, right. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was really crazy. And we had our listener Shane Borchuk on with yeah. us from Winnipeg. That was awesome. He really had a good time, and we're going to get him back on the show yes, here. We he are. had such fun, a fun time. And there's plenty of crazy fuckers up there in Canada too. I mean, yeah. the U.S. is not the only uh, place in North America where some fucked up shits going down. 
See what uh, happens in Mexico, dude? Mexico, too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so that was fun to have a listener on to co-host with us. And then, uh, Chris, you did the metal feature. That fucking punch and stench. That was, that was awesome. I thought you did a good you job. You did a really good hell job. Yeah. And uh, we did our other shenanigans to make it one hell of a good episode. So if you missed 159, go give that a listen. Uh, I checked it today. We were just past the, passing 900 listens. So that's cool, a little bit above where we've been uh, here lately. So that's great. Uh, Tonight, though, we got another prison story for you guys. I mean, we have done a bunch of these guys. I mean, when you really think about it, we did the Attica riot, the New Mexico prison riot, which was fucking brutal. Insane. Black Dolphin, which is in our top 10 most listened to episodes, the Black Dolphin episode uh, from Russia. The yeah. Texas Seven was yeah. a good one, and we did uh, the Virginia. No, we haven't done San Quentin no. yet, but we did the Attica. one in West Virginia yeah, where they escaped. Right. Yeah, the West Virginia one. Yeah, yeah. so we've done some good prison. Yeah, we haven't ones. done San Quentin yet. Damn, I know. So much shit. It's a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, 160 episodes. So we have our buddy Tex on to talk to us because he is a corrections officer in the state of Texas. And he is going to be on with us tonight. Um, it's going to be a good one. We're doing Sing Sing Prison. Sing, There's so sing. many brutal prisons. I mean, we could go on and on with all of them. You know, San Quentin. I yeah. Mean, lots of them. That would be great. Supermax would be cool to do. Some of those fucking South American prisons. Like, that's yeah, some, some of those shit there. brutal shit. Absolutely brutal. That we could even fucking, you know, we talked about it before. Like, honestly, if we looked into it, one of our local prisons, Pontiac, yeah, a lot yeah. of shit's gone down there. They oh, had for fucks. Yeah, for sure. Or any of them, Menard. I mean, there's yeah. some brutal ones. So, uh, so you know, it's a scary fucking place, Sing Sing Prison. The site of over 600 executions. Yeah, That's house, a lot. Man. Yeah, the death house. And the terms up the river, big right. house. And last mile. Last mile um, were put into circulation because of this place. Right. So Just up the Hudson River. That's right. Up the river. Exactly. Yeah, um, and it's still an active prison today, which is unbelievable. Nearly 200 years from construction, That's only a few years. Uh, 2026 crazy. will be 200 years that fucking place has been there. I mean, obviously, there's been some updates, but right because <laughs> god damn, that's harsh. <laughs> so, stay tuned for the murder segment. We're gonna do that sing sing prison for you with Tex. Joey, you got the horns tonight in the metal segment. Yeah. Uh, what, what's going on tonight? We're going to be talking about Broken Hope, which is a Brutal. badass death metal Fuck band yeah, that's from uh, Chicago. So both my metal segments have been Illinois so far. Yeah, that's awesome. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> that's awesome. Nothing wrong with that. It's Not at all, man. A lot of good metal from too, Illinois. So I was going to say, I'll probably keep Illinois. And if uh, one of our fucking listeners tells me what band I'm going to do on my next one, we'll send you a fucking something. Okay. All right. That's, that's the new contest. Yeah, if somebody can guess what band from Illinois I'm going to do next on my whenever I got the segment. Okay. It's not a hard one. So All right. Very cool. It's probably disturbed. Yeah. <laughs> Michael's like fuck <laughs> disturbed. <laughs> REO Speedwagon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Chris, you got a lost classic tonight, so I'm looking forward yeah, to we'll hearing what that. that is. We're going to be talking about some metal and what we listen to and metal news and Hell all yeah. of that in our metal segment. So take a 
keep listening, you'll hear that. And we got a killer cage match tonight. One of our favorite things to do because our fight, listeners fight. love this shit. <laughs> they give us those random numbers, Chris. And uh, who do yeah, we, we want to thank uh, tonight? We got Nikki Judy. Once again, Rebecca Boomsock. Hell Rebecca, yeah. what's up? And John Simmons. So fucking thank you very much, y'all. Yeah. Thank you, guys. For the numbers. That's right. And we got a crazy one going on in the cage tonight, Joey. Who do we got uh, fighting till death? In a steel cage tonight. Uh, for tonight's fucking killer cage match, we got Timothy McVeigh. Right. <clears throat> who I was talking about him a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, well, in the Unabomber. But yeah, Timothy McVeigh, who's our fucking local madman from around f- these parts of U.S. Uh, and then he's going to go against German fucking even crazier motherfucker, right. Adolf Hitler. Oh. So two people that definitely like to fucking cause death. Yes, right. And lots of hate there going on. Lots of so, hatred between yeah. those two. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. brutal. Timothy McVeigh and Adolf Hitler. God damn. Uh, they'll have two objects and a variable to make things interesting, and we're going to do that, of course, in the Mayhem segment. Uh, we got a sponsor, guys, for the month of Fuck December. Yeah, we do. Yeah, Winters Fuck yeah. Gore, Kelsey, Kelsey. Thank you very much. Yeah, very cool. She's the artist Check her behind. Shit out. She's got some badass fucking. She shit. really does, man. Uh, she's got some cool masks and keychains, fishing Lam- lures, lamps, yeah, teddy bears, lures, like all kinds of badass, all sorts of cool stuff. Shit that yeah, she makes on her own, and they look amazing, dude. Yeah, so really there. good stuff. WintersGore.com. So check the episode description for a link. Great Christmas gifts. If you got some fucked up people on your list and you don't know what to get them, Chris, that would be a good place to go. Yes, it would be. So wintersgore.com. All right. Thanks to all of you motherfuckers that are listening to Murder Metal Mayhem. We keep seeing those numbers rolling in. We were at about 2,500 or so this week, so that was good. Uh, We're creeping back up to our usual right around that 3,000 mark. So thank you all for Thank you guys. Very, very cool. Spread the word out some more. That's right. Well, Chris, Joey, we got a lot on our plate tonight. We're going to be calling our man Tex. We're going to be traveling to the Empire State along that infamous Hudson River, only 30 miles from NYC. And hoping we survive the night in the cell block at Sing Sing. Yeah, let's get our incarceration on fuck. Oh. Yeah, Mortal Possession. Yeah, those are fucking yeah. ass, dude. Very nasty. Song called Mass Murder. I thought that was kind of a fitting right. opening <laughs> salvo tonight. Gonna get nasty. <clears throat> those guys are actually the same guys that are in that band Votive that we played last week from uh, Winnipeg, weird. Manitoba, up there in Canada. And man, we got a lot of Canadian listeners. Winnipeg is in the top uh, 10 cities oh, listening yeah. to the show. So that's awesome. And also, a uh, a uh, town in British Columbia up there is also in the top 10. So. Fucking right. Hell yeah. Thank so you, very Canada. Cool. Yeah, very cool. And we got our buddy Tex on the line to talk about this one tonight. Tex, how are you guys doing down there in the great state of Texas? 
Doing real well, man. Uh, can't complain, you know? Yeah, yeah. we can't because it's cold it's as fuck. It's fucking cold up here, dude. What's, <laughs> what's it like down there, man? Go ahead. Uh, Let us it's hear a it. nice, It's a nice cold 65 right yeah, now. Oh, God <laughs> damn, dude. Right it's right like in the 20s <laughs> and we're freezing our asses off. But we've got the heater on in here. We're hanging in there. Oh, yeah. Um, so how was Thanksgiving? Everything good? Oh, yeah, man. Had a chance to smoke a couple turkey breasts in my uh, new electric smoker. Fuck yeah. So awesome. Got to spend time with family and everything. So Fuck yeah, it right, was pretty dude. good. How was y'all's? Oh, very good. Badass Chris, you did some turkey too. Hell yeah, you? dude. Every year, dude, I fucking smash cock a turkey and fucking smoke that motherfucker all day long. Awesome. Hell yeah. Awesome. So yeah, it was good. Traditional Thanksgiving yeah. for me up at my wife's uh, parents' house. And so... Very, very cool. Well, tonight we're going to be talking about a legendary prison in the United States, very influential in the construction of prisons that followed. People from other countries would come here to see it. And we're talking about Sing Sing Correctional Facility in Ossining, New York. Many people have heard of Sing Sing from movies that were filmed there and very interesting name, I think, Chris. It just makes you wonder, Something. what the fuck does that mean? You know, right. I know what it means. Yeah, well, we all, we're all going to teach these people. Right. Right. I know what, what it means. It means. <laughs> it's a scary-looking place, I can tell you that. We're going to get into all those details, plus the many executions that were done there. Over 600, I mean, some yeah. pretty infamous ones too and that's so. by the time it got abolished in 72 so right. if, it, if it had been since then fuck that number would probably been doubled right right, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. so pretty crazy stuff the phrases up the river big house and the last mile all come from sing sing we're gonna get nasty with this one tonight and i did get a chance to talk to my dad who as i've said before is a parole officer in new york uh, my dad's time as a parole officer, he said he had been there many times, but the parole offices were outside the walls, so he never had to go inside, but he said it was a scary-looking place, and he had talked to enough of the guards that said, yeah, it's it's everything you think and then some, so pretty scary stuff. Tex, what do you think about our true crime fans listening? Are they going to know much about this place? Oh, hey, man, I'm sure they would. Just looking at some documentaries and uh, looking at photos of the place, it's freaking scary just looking at it. It's very imposing. Plus yeah. all the the escapes and the executions, like you said, and the, just the name of it, the history, all of that <coughs> shit. Who comes up with Sing Sing? Right? Come on. Yeah, that's the strangest yeah. one. Even as a kid, I remember even just hearing my dad talk about it, it still seemed funny almost, you know? Yeah, like, wait, what? Right. Yeah. Now, Chris, we've mentioned Sing Sing many times in episodes when we've had killers that are executed there. Uh, we did the Lonely Hearts Club killers would be the ones that came to mind. Right. Albert Fish. I mean, there's been several. There's been quite a few, but there's also been, but it's like been women and, and yeah. couples in the same day. Yeah, yeah that's like, what I love. The like fucking the co- streamline. <laughs> like they're just like line oh, those bitches married, up. Married, let's fucking people. we got the crew here. Yeah, let's fucking go. Right, Tex? I mean we got Pushing the boys like here ready to go. Let's execute <laughs> yeah. seven or eight of them. I mean, holy shit. 
Wow. Next man, step up. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. State's paying the you power just, bill. Fuck it. Do you even hose yeah. it? Do you even hose the chair off at that point, or what do you do to it? You know, like I don't know. <laughs> Brutal. Oh, no. Hey, maybe at the at the end of the day. <laughs> at the end of the day. Right. <laughs> uh, so. Give a little background on Sing Sing. Like we said, very strange name. So let's just get that one off the plate. The term Sing Sing comes from the Native Americans to the area, which were the Sing Sinstink tribe. Right. And the term Sing Sing means rock on rock because this area is known for having these massive rock quarries, That's which was the- really the main reason they picked the spot. Yeah was because they mm-hmm. thought, boy, we could make some money off all this marble. And, and the prisoners doing the work and shit. Yeah. Prisoners doing the work, building the right. prison, which is how they did it back in the day. Um, they're not bringing a contractor in here like, motherfucker, you're going to build your prison. Yeah. That's kind of like the old school shit like Vlad the Impaler yeah. shit, you know, yeah. where they make yep. them build temples yep. to their enemy and all this shit. This is like old school as it gets. Now, the Auburn prison in New York was known for its congregate system, which means the inmates would work during the day in silence and then spend their nights in very, very small cells by themselves, Dude, which is pretty like, harsh. What were they, like three and a half by seven? Yeah. Like, literally, I heard it on one Five feet point. tall. Like, like, okay, so was you'd it be five? I heard like over. six and a half feet, but Maybe either you're right. way. But still, the yeah. fucking the floor dimension, I heard it put one way on one thing I was listening to or whatever. Like, that's the size of a fucking yoga mat. Oh, damn. Like, think about it. Three and a, like. Yeah. yeah, that's fucked up. Goddamn. And in, in our parlance uh, text, that would be the equivalent of a puss pad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> This this system, though, is different than the way they were doing the shit in Pennsylvania, even more old school. Joey, they got inmates in their cells in absolute silence, praying. Oh, yeah. Like trying to redeem themselves, repent, which I learned from doing this. You see, murder, metal, mayhem, right. <laughs> paying big dividends with our vocabulary and our knowledge. <laughs> I learned that the word repent is where the term penitentiary comes from. So it makes sense. Okay. Goddamn Quakers. Yeah. So <laughs> now Joey on the dock on the prison construction I saw started in 1825 with the another warden from Auburn came down to right. do that, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and with him, you know, just like you were talking about, they had the inmates, they assembled a crew of them that would come in and actually build the prison. <clears throat> it's you know, it's like you were saying, building, you know temples to your fucking destroyers it's kind also of, yeah, it also yeah, reminds yeah. me of like here dig your own grave right you know very saying? much so dude <clears throat> and it's, you know this isn't i mean it wasn't easy work especially like you're a similar in prison you're fucking right just these inmates like you're not fucking construction savvy probably exactly the people they they just chose whoever was you know strongest and fucking right. best fit you know and that that's what they did is they built it now there were issues later on within the construction of this prison 
Right. What do you expect? You know, yeah, you right. got these motherfuckers. Yeah, stuff. that's a and good point. Late with all those yeah. escapes, and could you imagine have. like the long term? Like, okay, if you're like on the you're you're on the crew, and you're like, I'm gonna get sentenced. I'm gonna have to spend the rest of my life in this motherfucker. Right. Let's figure out a way to create an escape area. <laughs> right. Where right. we can we will know what it is. Border. No one will ever know. <laughs> right. That's a good point. That's a good point. Now, Tex is a corrections officer. It's amazing to think about how brutal this shit was back then. They did some pretty harsh stuff at Sing Sing. Some of the stuff like Chris is talking about with the cell and some of the punishments, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, prisons back then were definitely based on punishment and not rehab. Um, it's not like that today, but uh, as far as like the construction and stuff like that, of the prisons it was like that in texas too really back in the 1840s yeah uh, um and prisoners actually built the state capital the first state capital down damn really? oh wow so, God yeah damn, dude. so they were into uh building a whole bunch of shit down here and they were well, probably hell. weren't too into it but they're like well this is my life now <laughs> i guess if you gotta rather yeah. than sit in that three by seven cell i'd be, <laughs> right, oh, or I could be out here fucking- i'd be a building mother motherfucker right, dude. it's funny yeah. because on, on a way lesser scale but i remember whenever i was growing up like if you got community service like as a juvenile or yeah, whatever yeah. some of the things you would be doing is washing the police cars like you go to the police station you're washing their cars you fucking hate the cops and you're doing right, this shit. Right, you're fucking- but but one of the most classic things in Mattoon that they would have us do whenever I was there was you would show up and you would get like eight hours community service. They give you a fucking screwdriver or whatever, and you go all along the sidewalks and you fucking pull the fucking grass and shit out in between the fucking in the cracks. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like dude, you would be out there for hours with a screwdriver, just fucking god damn. Oh man. <laughs> Hey, wow. got to keep the thugs <laughs> off the streets, yeah, man. Yeah. Got to keep the thugs <laughs> off the streets. So, uh, so the crew is building temporary housing and other buildings to support the construction and the mining of this marble. Um, and like you said, you know, very, very tough work. Um, they built the first two cell blocks that were four tiers high. And nearly 500 feet long. On yeah, fucking dude, it was a huge-ass building, dude. Monsters. Um, they still exist and are used for a museum that is located at the site. Uh, very amazing. Did you watch that thing? Uh, the dude speaking at like a, not a press conference. What the fuck? I don't know what it is, but talking about right. the museum. Thing. I did see that, yeah. yeah. Did you watch that? I also watched something where they were getting funds together to do the museum. Right. But I did read that there actually is one, so it seems like right. they actually no, that's got what it. I'm saying. Hell that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, it's amazing, though, that they're able to do this in a year. I mean, God right. damn. 1826, it opens for business so Mate, almost they're just like we need this building built just go bust anybody for anything bring them here we're gonna put them to work we're gonna get this shit built bro yeah like, i mean I a turnover in that motherfucker <laughs> if that would have been the state of illinois they would still be building that motherfucker here almost 200 years later as slow as the state of illinois is doing shit for real god almighty uh, the concept of the congregate system was believed, uh, you know, that the work the inmates would do would produce enough goods to sustain their existence. So that's kind of a cool idea. I don't know how 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 well that worked out for them, but uh, that would be tough to do. Right. Um, I know a lot of the boys' homes and and uh, you know reformatories 
uh, were of the same <coughs> mindset. You know, they farm, they they slaughter their own. You know, their they get their, their own food. And yeah, shit. they yeah. make everything themselves. So you know that would definitely be an old school way. Um, and this is known as the Auburn system. And we mentioned Elam Linz, mm-hmm. who was that first warden uh, from Auburn, came to Sing Sing, built it, and then took over. I mean, goddamn. Um, and implemented absolute silence with the inmates so they're not able to conspire to try to escape, which is, Dude. you know, pretty smart. I mean, yeah, it works. Brutal but, as fuck. Um, but, like, ugh. Dude, it's so brutal. Like, he would like literally have them like flog like cat of nine tails with like wire on the end. And oh shit. yeah, like straight up Damn. peeling the flesh off. Yeah, like whatever. And then they're like the man in the box. Like Allison Chains said it, dude. Right. Um, no, the fucking cage, fucking <laughs> yeah, like, around his head like, and shit, dude. For yeah. twenty four fucking hours, you got to walk around with a steel cage. Right around your head, looking like a was like it saw? Like, no, thirteen ghosts. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 like, yeah like, for sure, for real, like that. Like holy right. shit, I gotta have this on my. Yeah, head. how do you sleep with that on? You, you know? don't, right? <laughs> and you're probably like, goddamn, yeah. I couldn't even imagine having all that weight just hanging off of my. I can't. I know. I have trouble holding my own head up sometimes, <laughs> let alone with a fucking big ass cage on it. Things probably made it like. <laughs> quarter inch fucking steel that weighs fucking 55 pounds like fuck you dude we should make one and then whenever people like Derek get all drunk like he was <laughs> we'll make him wear it <laughs> it's like put this on oh boy put this on what have we started here <laughs> now chris i mean this guy was the in the warden that said like i can't rule my prison without a whip or something like that and yeah that's what i was saying like just, that was this like slogan brutality you know, like, and the, the pretty brutal with the like sing sing was like it was like i guess i'll say state of the art but like all public executions or whatever or all executions were made public so right like sing sing like they wanted to take it out of the public eye so much kind right of. so they built that's that why death they house. had the fucking death house yeah mm-hmm. fucking for sure um did you house. see the uh you know the the stuff in this documentary when you see like chris is talking about with the cage on the head and some of this stuff absolutely horrific uh, 1844, they put a women's ward or woman's ward on uh, at Sing Sing. They were treated just as harsh. Uh, the woman that ran that ward, though, was definitely not a fan of Elam Lynn's. She wants to do it her way. She's using music to calm them down. Um, she's very <laughs> radical for the time. Again, 1844. Um, and then, uh, you know, she's kind of run out on the fucking rails um, and then New York winds up building a women's prison nearby in Bedford Hills, which is the weird place where my dad worked. So Bedford Hills was kind of the replacement for the women that were no longer at Sing Sing. So uh, 1900s, early 1900s, we got Warden Osborne. I don't know if that's Ozzy's uh, great grandfather, Chris. Probably. I'm not sure. But Warden Wait, Osborne sounds kind of cool. How old's Ozzy? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we're talking 1900. That's probably right. his brother. <laughs> right. Could be, yeah. Um, he spends a week. Uh, he's pretty innovative. He spends a week undercover. We talked about that with the Peoria State Hospital. Oh, yeah. Like with in the, the Zeller. Prison, yeah. Like as a prisoner. Yeah. Yeah. And he wanted to see how these inmates were treated. This is definitely very cutting edge. 
led to many changes, including implementing a prison band, a baseball team, soccer teams, uh, which is really cool. Uh, Warden Laws was another well-known warden there. He invented uh, or invited minor Major League Baseball. Played the fucking Dodgers, man. Yeah, the fucking Yankees played there every <laughs> year uh, in the spring. Uh, the team was the Black Sheep, which is kind of cool for the Sing Sing team. Prison, dude. Yeah, yeah, and they're playing, you know, professional players. And according to legend, Babe Ruth, the mighty Babe Ruth, hit a six hundred and forty foot. As- blast of a home run over there. the fucking sing sing wall is what they said that's, that's fucking supposed to be crazy. his fucking biggest home run ever and there's nobody ever disputed it right but still it's like man we could just say this and let it roll. i mean think about that most major league parks the fences at like or the walls at like 300 or so, 400 yeah. maybe right that's double that yeah. like right. that's fucking insane you know but Babe Ruth, I mean, he was a fucking beast. Say. He probably took two shots of McCormick for Yeah, I was going to say, ate 10 hot, <laughs> yeah, do- 10 hot dogs, <laughs> fucking drank a quarter, fucking uh, a half a fucking gallon of whiskey, two and Cuban how many cigars. beers? Two Cuban cigars. Staggered like into that motherfucker and I hit a 640 foot homer. Syphilis like yeah, a motherfucker. With syphilis, I was on acid, the best skateboard tricks I ever did, so <laughs> I saw the bat that he used to hit that with sold at an auction for hundreds of thousands. Pretty cool. Oh, wow. Uh, there's also a football team at Sing Sing with some former NFL players, or was not the NFL back then, but professional football players ended up behind bars and or were <laughs> on the prison team and then right. got out and did Started a walk-on type thing. Now, Tex, how important are these kind of activities, you know, sports in a prison, and what is the requirement over there in Texas for that sort of thing? Uh, typically, say your your lower-level uh, prisoners or inmates, they're usually allowed four hours, um, like, out-of-cell time on the rec yard and stuff on the weekdays. Okay. And then, like, seven hours on the weekends. Oh, okay. So... I mean, they get out, do whatever, um, but sports is pretty important too. They got uh, like basketball tournaments and um, handball tournaments. We don't really have any baseball fields that I know of. Okay. But uh, handball, basketball. Matter of fact, uh, Tim Tebow came to one of our prisons in the Gatesville area. Oh, that's and, really uh, cool. Yeah, they had a basketball tournament, and they had challenged a bunch of uh, inmates to push-up competitions. He lost, by the way. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. You know, they have 24 hours a day. That's what they do. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's a lot of push-ups in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, activity is is, uh, pretty important. Yeah, I mean, it's going to kind of keep things, you know, just common sense. I mean, if you got a bunch of young males in fucking side walls, they're going to be fucking mad and fucking... All right. Mm-hmm. Need to vent that yep. shit somehow, so I'm all, I'm all for it. Uh, it's probably a lot safer for staff, right? If these guys are oh, tired yeah. and <laughs> thinking about something other than you know making a shank and fucking putting it in somebody's back. Um, exactly. <laughs> it's amazing that 614 men and women were executed there at Sing Sing. Uh, most of them, if not all, were executed by their electric chair known as Old Sparky, which 
I was kind of surprised. Like nobody came up with a another name, it's any nickname for like that was used like multiple times. Floridas, that's several states. Like everybody, even like in Huntsville and Texas was that old Sparky? Yes, Texas was that old Sparky also. Yeah, it was all Sparky. Yeah, so I guess it was just maybe just common name for yeah, yeah. We I'm got us like, a fucking man, old wanna, Sparky in our state now. I don't want to come up with something cool, you know? Yeah. Joey, you and I could come up with some fucked up Now, shit. I guess, I mean, to be honest, if fucking, you know, all the big places that you're talking about that time have the same fucking named execution device, you know? It, anywhere you're at, that's cliche. You tell a motherfucker you're going to be an old Sparky, they're going to know what you're talking about. Yeah. So it could be, like yeah. you said, man, like a traditional <laughs> yeah. type thing, which is kind of cool, I guess, if. If that's what it is, but who knows? Uh, definitely just, you know, very, very interesting fact. Now, there was um, a big war, if, if you're familiar with this historical time. I mean, Thomas Edison and George Westinghouse were like arch enemies. Thomas Edison, of course, was all behind that uh, direct current, which is very difficult to work with, very unsafe, um, and Westinghouse had Tesla with him at the time, who was all about indirect current, which is a lot better. And so that's how they wound up, uh, you know, powering up these chairs. And of course, Edison was trying to use that as a negative thing, you know, like that it was dangerous and it's killing inmates. And that's why you want to have my electricity. I not mean, they're his, using electricity thing. to kill inmates anyway. So what the fuck? And he was going around though, showing how this is done with like elephants. He would oh, like with execute animals. elements. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, fucked up, really fucking crazy shit. Thomas Edison is not the the person that the history books make him out to be, but Nikola Tesla is the real fucking guy here. But of course, he got screwed hardcore. But prior to the electric chair, prisoners were hanged, so they considered the electrocution to be more humane, which is. No. I don't know. I'm not thinking it is. Um, Dude, like the early story, they were talking about like the early stories of like literally people catching on fires, their eyeballs exploding and right. shit. Like, holy fuck. Pretty dude. fucked up. Yeah. Now, the last execution by old Sparky was in 1963 with Eddie Lee Mays. Uh, there was a famous picture of Ruth Snyder when she was electrocuted where a reporter, I don't know if you guys saw that, caught a picture of her with the camera he had on his ankle. Oh, shit. He pulled up his pant leg and took the picture, and, of course, they fucking dragged his ass out of there, I'm sure. Slick yeah. ass But he had the picture, <laughs> so that was kind of cool. But it shows her, like, vibrating in the chair while she's getting juiced. Yeah. It's pretty fucked up. Her story would be a good one uh, to do. Uh, we've actually alluded to that story uh, in another podcast, I can't remember what the topic was, but her and her lover conspired to kill a husband type thing. But right. it was very mm. big in the papers and, and stuff at the time. <coughs> but Ruth Snyder um, is the one that's in that picture. Now, Joey, there's some well-known inmates that were executed there. Got the husband and wife spy team. That was kind of cool. The yeah. Rosenbergs. Yep. Espionage. Uh, they got killed for espionage. Espionage. Yeah, yeah selling <laughs> secrets to the Soviet Union. And then, of course, we mentioned the Lonely, Lonely Hearts, Hearts Killers, Killers but which, there's been others. And we did them. Um, so in 1890, that was like the first execution. 
in the United States uh, by way of like uh, the prison system. And it happened at Auburn Prison, which, uh, as you've been listening, that's exactly right. where Sing Sing is fucking modeled developed after, from yeah. and modeled from, correct. So uh, William Kemmler, he was the first one ever killed, and he had murdered his girlfriend with a hatchet. So th- that was the first case ever in the U.S. Well, like I said, so Sing Sing yeah, came yeah, from yeah. that. Um, there, you know, there was uh, not as well known, but um, what's her name? Uh, Frances Creighton. And they called her the Lucretia Borgia of Long Island. And she was catatonic when she was executed there. And they took her, you know, in a wheelchair and strapped her to the electric chair and and killed her. Like, she wasn't even, you know what I'm saying, fucking aware of anything. She got killed. Uh, You got, uh, there was this guy in 1916, uh, Oreste Shilatoni, and he had smuggled a gun into the original death house before his execution date. Oh, man. And he was condemned for a triple murder, and he escaped by wounding two guards, killing another, and he was quickly recaptured a few hours later, and then they executed him right off the bat. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So Oreste Shilatoni. Uh, then, you know, like you said, the Lonely Hearts Killers, we also brought up Albert Fish. That's where uh, he was executed. And, you know, the stories of him having all the pins in right, his groin, right. you know. Uh, and also racketeer uh, Lepke Buchalter was also executed at Sing Sing. So. Yeah, yeah. And like, that was executions. Damn. I mean, that prison had a lot of notorious oh. names, especially monsters oh, yeah. and shit. Yeah, because oh, yeah, it right, was yeah, basically yeah. New York City's prison. Yeah. Oh, it was New York so, State's yeah, prison. That's where it was right there. But it was... The a vast majority of the people there were from New York City because yeah. it was so close, right? And such a huge populated area, but pff, fucking unbelievable. Like I said, six hundred and fourteen yeah. executions. <laughs> uh, wow. Now, Tex, I know we've mentioned this before, but what is it like when you're at an institution like you've been, where a well-known inmate is going to be executed? I mean, it's like a a total shit show, right? Well, the unit itself and the inmates are pretty subdued because, you know, they want to respect the the condemned, basically. Right. Okay. But as far as, like, the media frenzy, there's all, like, outside of the walls of uh, the Huntsville unit, there's protesters for, there's protesters against, against right. there's media, the family's trying to get in, the warden's trying to keep, you know, everything calm. and right. All that stuff. So, yeah, it's outside is, is pretty bad. Yeah, and it's like, you know, you got the pro and the con, and you got, of course, the media's covering You got it, all so the you... cons. <laughs> yeah, you got, yeah, you all, got the all the cons for real. <laughs> yeah, right? That's a good one. So, yeah, I mean, old Sparky after this is uh, moved to Greenhaven Prison uh, in New York in the early 70s, but it was never used again. Uh, today, there are approximately 1,900 inmates at Sing Sing, and they've talked about closing the prison since its real estate is so valuable right there on right. the river. Um, I read that nearly 1,000 people, though, work at the prison. And Chris, you know, grew, you grew up in that Pontiac, Illinois area where there's a big state prison there. I mean, what is that like in a town when there's talk about should we close that prison or this, you know? There's always people on both sides some people just don't want the prison there but most of the there was so many people in pontiac that worked at that prison it's like no this is our fucking job dude right. like why don't you want to fund us and work this out but 
Yeah. They don't like it. It's a scary but looking also, place, though. I mean, I could see way, why you would want to live next to that, but that's probably the safest place it, to be right outside of a prison. Another way you want to think about it is like Sing Sing, the town fucking changed their name. I can't remember what they changed it to. It was something way different than Sing Sing because they didn't want to be associated with fucking uh, a capital punishment. Because oh. the, the there was that little town or whatever right there by Sing Sing. Was it Asinang? Or yeah, yeah. Ossining is the town that it's in. That yeah. it's in, yeah. Yeah, it, the, the town yeah. was originally called Sing Sing, and they're like, well, we uh, don't want to be connected with capital punishment, so I they see. changed the name. Which is okay, funny, because yeah. then they changed the name of the prison yeah. to Ossining. And they did yeah, for they a while, did. and yeah, yeah, for a short time. That's interesting yeah. if that's yeah, how for that, a short time, like, no, like motherfucker, we changed that. our town name <laughs> because... We're going to change our name back. Like, for real. Fuck you. <laughs> now, Tex, I mean, how important is a prison to the local economy? Well, you know, we have, uh, I think it's right at 100 prisons now that are still open in Texas. And we have them all over. Um, and it, like, if you have a major, met- major metropolitan area like Dallas, we have a couple that's near there. They don't really mean that much to them. But if you take a town like Dalhart up in the Panhandle. They have a population of about 8,477 people. Right. And that's including the prison population. Wow. It means a whole lot to them. Oh, yeah. So, you know. That's a good point. It's big economic. Yeah. All they have there is oil, ranching, and prison. That's it. Wow. Goddamn. Yeah. And it's like that anywhere. I mean, like we just talked about the one in, in nearby where Chris grew up. And Joey too. Um, Pontiac is a you know a huge maximum you know, security. Yeah, it's a big yeah. maximum security joint right there in the town. I mean, it's fucking scary right. looking. But um, and there's a lot of people I know that work there, and brothers yeah. work there, and fathers work there. I mean, I've, I've huge, had relatives work huge. there. Huge. Another town about that right. size. Uh, Pontiac would be less than ten thousand, somewhere seven, eight thousand, something like that. Yeah, or say you take a town like Gatesville, where I work, uh, they have seven, or excuse me, six prisons there. If they all closed, wow. what would happen to that town? Right. Wait, there's six prisons in one yeah. town? Damn. Right. Holy, wow. fuck. Holy yeah. fucking shit. <laughs> damn, that's some serious? brutality there. Jesus. Yeah. God <laughs> damn. <laughs> I did read in 1996 the... Uh, right, the, exactly. The rehabilitation through the arts program uh, began at Sing Sing. They have these theater professionals come in and work with the inmates to put on plays for the other inmates and for the public. Um, And just like with sports, I mean, hey, if that gets a guy to get through his time without causing as much trouble to the others and the the staff, I'm all for it. I mean, it's a no-brainer. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, but I know that, you know, they also, of course, like any institution, offer the college courses. Uh, 1998, the federal funding stopped, but they used uh, a private program called Hudson Link for Higher Education to uh, fund it. So got to get creative there. Now, Joey, what are your thoughts on offering college classes and vocational training and stuff like that to these guys? I mean, I think it's a great thing. Um, right. Yeah. I think any person in any situation in life 
should be able to advance their education in any way possible, even if it's just learning something right in front of you and doing something with somebody or studying in a book or whatever it is. Right. If somebody's wanting to educate themselves in any form, I don't think that should ever be looked down upon. Um, you know, and it's also another thing like you get, like you were saying, fucking helping the people subdue themselves and keep their mind occupied so they're not going at each other. Uh, and using that as an excuse for retaliation or aggressiveness. Right. They're they're doing things positively and it's also giving them hope that, you know, they'll have when they a get out. When they yeah, get out. they got something right. they right, can actually fucking contribute. Like it wasn't uh Sing Sing in particular, but this dude spent time in Sing Sing. I listened to this uh interview with this dude is a doctor, uh, d- uh was it Craig Wallen. And he spent time in Sing Sing for fucking uh uh not homicide attempted. He was he was in there for like fucking seven years or whatever, and the whole time he was in there, he's like, "This isn't where I want to be. What the fuck am I doing?" He t- he was talking about his whole like life before going into prison. He wanted to be all hard. He went into fucking sinks. He's like, "No, this ain't where I want to be." And he got uh, he got a bachelor's degree while he's and then he fucking went on to get a doctorate after he got out wow so like he was about Good that him, life. like he's like yeah. i spent time in this joint yeah i want something different for my life dude right so like i thought that was fucking badass yeah that is badass uh tex how common is this in texas for inmates doing college courses and vocational training and stuff like that yeah we try to get as many as we can to take advantage of it uh obviously some people are just not going to do it, right. but, um, you know, I'm going to go corporate here, but part of our <laughs> mission, our mission statement is to reintegrate inmates back into society. These people are going to be our neighbors, you know, right. they're going to be, you know, working out in the public, uh, when they get out. So give them the education, right. You know, um, you know, I, I see it another way. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Text. No, go ahead. I was just going to say another another way I see it too is while you're in prison, you're also learning tons of criminal activity crime, yeah, and, right. and, and terrible things. So to the combat less of that, right? To combat some of that, at least you're learning like positive right, things and right. maybe a little bit less of yes, you know pre-planning right. fucking different crimes. Right? Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. That's a exactly. very very good point. Uh, many inmates escaped those things. This is crazy to me. I would have thought this place looked like a fucking impenetrable fortress, uh, which is crazy at the beginning. It didn't even have a wall around right. it. Um, that blew my mind. Uh, 1826, though, since then, there have been dozens of these escapes. I was kind of surprised to hear how many. Uh, bank robber Willie Sutton escaped by scaling down a wall with a makeshift ladder he made out a wire, which was pretty crazy. Hell yeah. uh, three inmates escaped in 1940 by killing a guard inside and then a local cop on the outside. Uh, right. They were later killed in a shootout. Uh, between 83 and 2013, there were 624 escape attempts, <laughs> with 279 Jesus. actually got getting out outside. Yeah, yeah. That is fucking unbelievable. Shit. In one year, there were actually 31 escapes. I mean, national statistics say 2,000 prison escapes in the U.S. a year. Chris, this sounds like an awful lot. God almighty, man. 
lash slacking on the goddamn wow. escape routes. They got tunnels, like whacking like, hut fucking security God, guards. Yeah, they got fucking, Andy Dufresne with his little fucking rock hammer going all over the place, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Fucking Will, Will, yeah, what was his name in that uh, Shawshank Redemption? Yeah, Andy Dufresne. Andy yeah. Dufresne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, so they had them Auburn fucking prisoners making their prison. I guess. Right? They're like, hey, I'll go over here to the third brick from the left. Text, You'll find a hole. Text. <laughs> now, in, in a modern perspective, I mean, that just sounds like an awful lot. I mean. Now, are they saying nationally now there's 200, 2,000 escapes? Uh, that was what I read, that, that that was the approximate number in the U.S. But I'm just saying it, at Sing Sing, between 83 and 2013, that's Shit. not that long ago, 624 escape attempts with 279 actually getting out. I mean, that... I can't believe that. I know. It's, that is wild, man. <laughs> like, I don't understand Send the motherfuckers to Texas. They ain't going nowhere, bitch. Yeah, I mean, that is just unreal. Fuck. So I don't... How I often? Don't do you, how often do you guys get a fucking escape alert attempt. about an escape down there, Tex? Man, maybe once a year, and that's an attempted escape. Right, that's wild. Those numbers are. (laughs) He's like, I can't believe that. I'm speechless. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, A former Sing Sing inmate who was going by quote number (laughs) fifteen hundred wrote the book Life in Sing Sing in 1904. So a guy in 1904 was like before Prince was a symbol and all this bullshit. He was number 1500, which is kind of cool, I think, you know. But anyway, 1904. What did you just say? (laughs) He's like naming himself something else, like Prince, you know, was a symbol or the the artist formerly known as number 1500 um, writes this book. He said that the prison was the, the Sing Sing was the most insecure prison ever built, and that there were at least forty or fifty attempts during his twenty years there, uh, with the Hudson <laughs> River so close by, and the only prison with railroad tracks, with railroad tracks running right through, through it. it. They uh, there was a, a one I saw where these guys got on the tracks, but they didn't get very far. But there were some that hijacked the fucking train. I mean, 1872, a husband and wife are incarcerated and escaped a week apart. I mean, how? Like, that if just one escapes, even... you're going to watch the other exactly. one really close, right? Yeah, put an mm-hmm. extra fucking body on oh, it. Yeah. 1875, five inmates hijacked the train. That's the one I remembered. <laughs> Four were caught. One got away, Chris, made it to England and opened a pub. Wow. That's on him. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> he that's, wins life. That's pretty crazy. He wins life. <laughs> I wonder how he ended up. Uh, 1930, an inmate sewed himself in a mattress that was being thrown away, <laughs> but was caught by an alert guard that saw a lump in the mattress. So. Yeah, he sewed himself. This mattress sure is heavy. <laughs> right. Well, he there's a big bump in the mattress. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be desperate to try some of this shit. Uh, 1938, a man escaped during his mother's funeral, which apparently, I didn't realize this, there was kind of like a gentleman's agreement to not try to escape 
when they let you go home for a funeral because that was a big privilege. Like, yeah, you're on fucking. Uh, yeah, you're mm-hmm. on your fucking honor. You're gonna not try yeah. to fucking run away. Well, he's furlough. He's on. He furlough. fucked everybody else. Yeah, on furlough. Yeah, he's he on fucked furlough. everybody else. So uh, he's uh, he's he's done fucked it up for everybody after him. Not Dumbass. very nice. You're on furlough. Do your thing. <laughs> 1986, the last successful escape was done by some homemade smoke bombs. Uh, The last attempt was in 2003 when two inmates used people on the inside and outside to make some fake IDs, but a guard, uh, alert guard figured it out. They never got any further. Um, But Joey, it's always interesting to hear about these prison escape stories, and we've we've done our share, you know? Yeah, and the... You know, the top one we did, of course, was the Alcatraz. Yeah. Because that's, like we were talking about in Texas, like the most romanticized one. And right. That had some really yeah. classic ones. But if you watch the mobster movies, you watch Carlito's Way and shit, like the the prison escape in that, it's like basically from Sing Sing. Right. And, you know, swimming in the in the harbor and you catch me out <laughs> on the buoy in your yacht. I mean, right. that shit's fucking comical, <laughs> but that's like the way that they're thinking in these spots. You oh, know? sure. Yeah. Yeah. If, that, if that's how they can get away hey, with I it. I got a chance. Yeah, you know? yeah. Anything's better than this right, kind of right. attitude, you know. Um, I mentioned earlier that many movies were actually shot at the prison in the 1930s. It looked like there was a string of them that Angels with Dirty Faces, that's of course from you know Home Alone. Those scenes from Home Alone is how a lot of people know that. Right. Uh, current, you know, more modern. Um, and. Uh, the movie analyzed that in 2002. I saw was the last movie shot there, and even Bugs Bunny made an appearance. <laughs> no, Warner Brothers fucking like the Warner Brothers literally put a lot of money into Sing Sing. Right, like, they built a whole not rec yard but a gym and whatever. Like oh, there was okay. something that went on with Sing Sing. And the Warner Brothers. And Warner Brothers donated Warner Brothers. all the money for it and shit. Yeah, interesting. Uh, it's really fun. I can't remember exactly what it is, but like they had people come in. There's like BB King went in there and played right. for them, and like dude, it mm-hmm. was it was just crazy shit that really happened. But yeah, that's I can't interesting. Remember what the Warner Brothers connection was though? Well, they had that the episode of Bugs Bunny. If you wanted to watch it, uh, anybody listening, Big House Bunny was the episode. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Shows Bugs Bunny tunneling into Sing Sing by mistake. So. I, I'm sure I've That's seen it. I'm good. not going to lie to you. I'm oh, sure I'm sure I have it. too. I've fucking seen a shit ton of those. So, Chris, Joey, Tex, anything you guys want to add to this one? Oh. Anything we didn't cover? I don't think I, I got anything, dude. I'm good. Uh, the only thing I'll say, a couple things I was going to say was, one, uh, doing the research for this one, I learned that the fucking, the whole flicker and lights, like when somebody was executed, they'd say all the lights in the prison flickered. And right. that was an urban legend. That never fucking mm-hmm. happened like that. Uh, but I always thought that was an ominous thing, you know? Yeah. And they show it in movies and shit. But right. They were like, it's say, at least in Sing yeah. Sing, they're like, that never fucking happened. Uh, and then another thing was uh, when we did the Capone episode, I remember we were talking about that. And I know that Capone had fucking declared, I don't know what the, the, the circumstances behind it, but I remember him saying that he liked 
liked Sing Sing and that he enjoyed his time there. Oh, wow. So I thought that was pretty funny. You know, <laughs> you talk about it being hell, but for whatever reason, Capone was like, oh, well, no, He Sing probably Sing had cool. a cell that was all yeah, decked yeah. out. Yeah. Well, no, you know, like Goodfellas like style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cut the fucking shit. onion. That was the like a vacation pan. for him and shit. <laughs> yeah, he's like, cool. I ain't got to worry about these bitches. I'll get a bitch here if I need it. Right. Tex, anything you wanted to add to the conversation, my friend? No, I think we uh, think we got this. Good, one. good. I'm good. Yeah, I like Joey. I watched a couple good documentaries on YouTube that I liked. Some like Chris was talking about some different interviews with people. Very interesting. Um, a good article on USA in USA Today that I read that was very helpful. Um, a lot of good online sources. You know, this one got a lot of you know place got lots of media attention, especially being so close to New York. So. All sorts of New York Times, New York Post articles, Daily News, uh, and mm-hmm. all of them. So it's a good prison story. I just, I've always been fascinated with the place, partially just because of that name, just so strange. Um, and I just was really drawn to it. And I did not realize it was as, uh, you know, impactful on the prison system in the country. Uh, I did not realize that when I first started doing the episode oh, sing sing itself yeah, yeah so dude, it's yeah, the, right. like with yeah. all these we learned i learned so much by doing these episodes it's a lot of fun like joey said in a kind of a constant uh, learning process yeah. so very very cool uh text thanks a lot for coming on the show it's always awesome to have you on here with us every time motherfucker doing Hell some yeah. crazy prison or at the boudreaux yeah, inn yeah. you know if you happen to hey. run across the boudreaux inn and <laughs> We were talking on break about a couple different <laughs> stories that you're going to get us on to, and we'll have you back here soon. Yeah. And uh, we're kind of closing out the year here this month, so thanks for being a part of 2021 with us, and I uh, hope you and yeah, and man, yours. Thanks for having me on. Of course, man, especially now that you're all professional with your own Yeti and uh, recording <laughs> your track and doing it all CK style. So, oh, yeah. Uh, it's, Hey, hey. It's been a good year, but it's also been a tough year with losing CK. So we're we're holding our own, yeah. and hope you guys have a great uh, Christmas and New Year's and all that stuff. Yeah, man, y'all have a Merry Christmas as well. All right, we're gonna keep going. Text you're welcome to stay on, or if you've got to go, uh, you can jet out. Um, we're gonna do our our creepy episode uh, that Chris suggested a while back, which is a fucked up case. Anatoly Moskvin, the Russian dude who dug up 26 dead girls. Turned them into dolls. And made dolls out of them, yeah. Such a fucked up story. I never even heard of it, Chris, before you mentioned it, and I Googled that shit, and I was like, holy shit. Shit is fucking... And it's modern. He was arrested in 2011 with these dead girls in his apartment, so you definitely don't want to miss that next week. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, it's fucked up. Anatoly Moskvin. It's a pff, crazy yeah, it's one. And we did a commercial for it, too, didn't we, Chris? Yes, we did. You did your uh, Russian... I, uh, I, I did my uh, Russian... I don't even know <laughs> what the fuck, dude. That was a good one, so... All right, uh, Joey, any good page of days for us, my friend? Yeah, I got a few. Uh 
before we close out this fucking metal segment. Again, I also want to say murder segment. Or yeah, the murder segment. <laughs> I want to say thanks to Tex for being on again. It's always awesome having you on, man. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, thank y'all. Um, man. so this is my page a day segment. It, this is the first time uh, Tex got to listen in on it live, which oh, is cool. Okay. That's if cool. You These are great. Yep. These have been so fucking funny, man. Yeah. So uh, I got four of them today. Thanks, page a day. Uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty soon I'll be flipping over to the 2022 calendar. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna get into it. So the we fir- better be on there. <laughs> I know. I'm telling <laughs> the fuck. Fuck. I mentioned page a day for free. Yeah. For a hundred and how many yeah. fucking episodes, right? However many you've been on. A lot. All right. So uh, the first one they're talking about, this is probably the most famous one of the ones I'll talk about tonight. It's the Hello Kitty murder, which happened in Hong Kong. Um, now, Hong Kong has like one of the lowest homicide rates in the world. It's like 0.4 per 100,000 people. God wow. Damn. Yeah. Like it's fucking tiny. But in 1999, they made national headlines uh, when. A uh, 13-year-old girl, she led police to the severed head of Fan Mei Yi, who was a 23-year-old nightclub hostess. Now, according to the girl, Fan's boyfriend and two other men had kidnapped her over the debt of $2,500 American, you know, whatever it was in yens. Uh, <clears throat> they beat and tortured her every day for a month before they killed her and dismembered her. They disposed of her body parts in the in the trash. And then they stuffed her head into a Hello Kitty mermaid doll that they oh, left in the apartment. Yes. Oh wow! I think what? I have heard something they, about and this. Like you could see oh a documentary it's called like Thirty Days in Hell. Um, yes. And there's two. Like there's another case from over there that's super. That's kind of like Very this. I, know, I know the other one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but the Hello yeah. Kitty oh, one is creepy. And you can see the picture of the Hello Kitty doll from like the the oh, crime wow. scene or whatever. Uh, so the three men, um, one was a 34 year old, then a 27 year old, and a 21 year old. They were tried and convicted of manslaughter after the jury determined there oh, was enough God. evidence to prove whether she had been murdered or died in another way. So they got manslaughter of the shit. They were sentenced the to fuck? yeah. They were sentenced to twenty years to life, but in two thousand sixteen, it was determined they could never become eligible for parole because of the depravity of the crime. So good. they'll wow. never get out. Good, that's good. Jesus wow. God. So the Hello Kitty murder. Uh, that's now the next one. This one's fucking pretty crazy too, and uh, about an author I like, Agatha Christie. Oh yeah. Uh, so December fourth, nineteen twenty six. Mystery writer Agatha Christie, who she had just recently found out that her husband was having an affair with a younger woman. Like, obviously, you're fucked up over that. But she vanished from her home. Uh, The next morning, her car's found abandoned, the front wheels overhanging the edge of a chalk pit. And there was all kinds of theories that came out. People talking, you know, that she had committed suicide after being driven to madness. Uh, They talked about um, her house made her crazy because... uh, Besides the, the, you know, what they were talking about, like a man had committed suicide in that house and a woman had been murdered in that house. Oh, wow. So that, you know, like Amityville style, people were like, oh, sure. she was possessed by the house. Um, and th- there was also talk that she was in the London streets disguised as a man. So, 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 so Christie's brother receives a letter from her saying that she's going to be at a Yorkshire spa. Uh, but the police were unconvinced. They continued searching. Psychics held seances at the chalk pit, and they had search parties and shit. You know, look, dogs, everything, looking for Agatha Christie. Oh my god! And uh, you know, it, the story is reported internationally; like everybody knew about it. So they find her safe, 
Nine days later, <laughs> at a Yorkshire spa, uh, she had checked in under the name <laughs> Miss Tressa Neal, which was later revealed as the name of her husband's mistress. Oh. So Agatha God Christie, the, the mystery of her fucking disappearance that never actually Love was. Agatha Christie, yep. man. That's good stuff. Huh. Yeah, I was really loved reading those when I was a teenager. Oh, yeah. No, she's awesome. All right. So oh, yeah. uh, two more, page a day. Uh, this is this is about the Goldilocks intruder. Um, <laughs> Martin Holtby and Pat Dyson, they're going on vacation, but they didn't have time to, to really clean up their house a whole lot. Uh, they they were from the United Kingdom. Uh, they were going, um, I think they were going on a cruise or something like that. Five day trip in 2014. So right. they just didn't have time to get everything cleaned up, and they left. You know, <laughs> get everything. Cleaned so up. when they come back, <laughs> <All> right, right. <laughs> so whenever they come back, like they know something's up because they come back in their house and everything's fucking spotless, spick oh. and span, dishes done, like all that oh, shit. shit. They're like, what the hell? They go upstairs and find 28 year old Lucas Chosnowski. I, I butchered that Chosnowski. Lucas Chisnowski. He was sleeping upstairs in their bed. Um, they prodded him and shit, and he just moaned and buried deeper in the blankets and didn't even get up. So they call the police. The police come. They wake him up. You know, whenever they get there, he gets up. The couple doesn't find anything missing. Uh, Chesnowski, he bought groceries. He cooked dinner, washed the dishes, took a bath, washed his socks and underwear, and left them to dry. So they called him the Goldilocks intruder, and he received two years conditional discharge and a fine for that. Wow. <laughs> He's like, I cleaned your house, up. yo. Can I just wow. I cleaned I up. I mean, God damn. I took the I, garbage out. I took out. everything out. God damn. Well, y'all came back to a clean house. Exactly. <laughs> you want, anybody want a grill? If you're going to squat, that's the way to do it. Exactly. Does anybody want a grilled cheese? That's the way to do it. I'll fire up the griddle. I'll make some grilled cheese. Dude, y'all got food. I'll, yeah. I'll have to do everything. Just chill out. I got this. House sitting for free, basically. I read it. Some movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I got one more from Page Day. I thought this one was pretty good, so I saved this one for last. Um, so we're going back to 1650. Ooh. Uh, Oxfordshire, United Kingdom, in Duns 2, the town of Duns 2. So there's this lady named Anne Green, and she's a scullery maid. She's raped by her employer's grandson and becomes pregnant. The 22-year-old later gave birth to a stillborn boy, and she attempted to conceal the body. But he was soon discovered, and although medical examiners confirmed the child hadn't been alive when he was born, she was still charged with murdering the baby. So oh she was God. sentenced to die and be hanged on December 14, 1650. God damn. After, she, after that's done, wow. per her request, she had her friends pull up and start, you know, prodding and poking at her dangling body just to make sure she was dead because she had a fear, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Uh, so then her body was uh -huh. given to a medical school for dissection. The next day, the three physicians due to dissect Green, they fucking realized she had a slight pulse and was breathing weakly. So they set to work reviving her Whoa. using tried and true methods like bloodletting and a tobacco <laughs> smoke enema. <laughs> oh my God. She made a full recovery over the next oh two weeks. God. She was granted a full pardon, went on to marry, and say. had three children. 
That is Holy fucking God. shit. Tobacco wow. smoke enema. I was like, what the fuck? That sounds like a Goremonger oh song. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Except it wouldn't be tobacco smoke. Right. Yeah. No, so I that was that uh, was on the page of page days for this day, one. Page of day, man. God damn. Page of day. If you guys listening don't put Murder Metal Mayhem <laughs> In this next year, I'm going to be fucking pissed. Hell yeah. I'm yeah. going to keep reading them. Yeah. Because they're amazing. Yeah, they're yeah. fucking great. Feather fucking thief. I mean, the fucking. Uh, Vince Lee. The, yeah, Vince Lee. The uh, San Francisco Witch Killers. Yeah. There's been some really good ones that have come from that. So, all right. Well, I think we've done our fair share of murdering tonight. Fuck. Time to crank up that metal. Tex, what the fuck do we need to do? Let's get our metal on! Just because CK has passed on, he's not done educating the masses. CK will forever be the great metal motherfucker. We're here to stomp poser ass and eradicate the planet of their kind. CK has passed the torch to us, and we will forge the fuck on. In CK's name, we will bestow metal knowledge upon all of you. Fuck yeah. The mighty Fucking CK. Right. CCK's got his uh, Santa hat on, Joey. Yeah, Santa CK. You were very <laughs> persistent in finding the hat, <laughs> yeah. so thank you. It was eluding us for a little while. Yeah, but. we couldn't find the hat in the, in the cabinet over here, but we got Even it. Even being bright red. That's, and I, like, we all looked in the persistence. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Definitely. In so. the persistence of time. <laughs> and we're eating Pop-Tarts. We're eating some, Chris, I brought in some of my mom's Italian oh, yeah. cookies. Did you guys like those? Fuck yeah, those yeah, are bomb. Delicious. Really good stuff. So, yeah, so we're uh, enjoying a little bit of the pre-holiday festivities. And we're in the metal segment. And, Joey, you got the horns tonight, so uh, why don't you take it from here? Hell yeah, we're going to be talking some... Uh, Illinois shit, um, talking about fucking broken hope. Which, Hell yeah, dude! To me, probably Chris. I mean, that was a band that fucking came out, you know, uh, while we were in high school, yeah, basically, high school and shit. fucking so pretty influential to us. And not only that, like they were a fucking uh, metal blade band too. Like at the time, Cannibal Corpse was like, right. th- like that was just brutal shit. You know what I'm saying? It came out hard as fuck too. Coming from fucking Illinois. I mean, it's Chicago, yeah, but hell yeah, coming yeah. out hard. So uh, anyway, so Broken Hope, um, they originally formed in 1988 in Chicago. Uh, the band started out being called Crypt, um, but quickly changed to Broken Hope. Now, they were they basically had two lives, this band did. There were two active periods. Uh, one was from 1988 to 2001, and then they came back in 2012, basically to the present right now. Um, Jeremy Wagner, he's the consistent. He's been uh, guitars the entire time. Since, All throughout. Yes, yeah, since the demo till now. I wonder uh, if he's re- related to Jeff Wagner from Trouble, also from Chicago. Right? Never know. That is possible. Oh. Uh, then you got Joe Tasic, and he was the vocalist um, from 1988 to 2001. Um, Brian Griffin, he did guitar from 88 to 2001. And uh, Ryan Stanek, he was 88 to 97. Uh, there was a couple others I'll talk about later on, too. But... 
they uh, put out two demos in 1990s as Broken Hope. That was the first ones they came out with. And then in 1991, they had their first full-length album, which was Swamped and Gore. And album's just fucking awesome as hell. Uh, when it came out, like I said, Campbell Corpse, they come out, you know, Butchered at Birth. And, like, to me, that was the sickest shit I had ever heard up to that point. Butchered at Birth and Tomb and Mutilated. Dude. You couldn't touch those albums no. back then. Like Even back to life? Hell no, dude. Yeah. Like, Come on, man. So that shit was just fucking huge. And then Broken Hope comes out, and they're like in the same kind of vein and also have the really guttural vocals. But it seemed like there were certain aspects of the band that seemed maybe even a little more brutal. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I don't know. I really like that band. Broken Hope was huge. Um, like I said, Swamp and Gore, their first album was just fucking a monster of a release. And it's also notable that. It was the first uh, time a death metal band had recorded a full length in digital, front to back. The whole album was done in digital. It's the first time a death metal band had ever done that. So oh, wow. they're kind of innovators in that. Um, 1993, they put out uh, their second album, The Bowels of Repugnance, which is my personal favorite album of theirs. Uh, just fucking. The heaviness just was very consistent through that. Um, they didn't fucking let up at all from Swamp to Gore. That shit just Kept complete continuation. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, 1995, like I said, they're, they're on Metal Blade through all this too. So they're getting fucking good backing, basically. Um, right. In 1995, they come out with uh, Repulsive Conception, which I believe uh, we're going to do the song Pitbull Grin, and that's what that right. one was on. Okay. Um you started seeing so it, it went a little bit away from with Swamp and Gore and Bowels of Repugnance. You had that underground death metal feel still a right. little bit with those when they still came out with shit. yeah when they came out with Repulsive Conception. You could hear the fucking progression of what the band was doing. Uh, definitely more a sign of the times in 1995 with what was going on with death metal and metal musically. A little bit of a change was coming on, and, and they followed right along with that. Uh, in 1997, they put out the uh, album Loathe which is also another killer album now around this time in 97 uh ryan stanick who's like i said he was the drummer for the band but he gets kicked out of the band he's kicked out of broken hope because for fucking a long time he was fucking scamming people and that's what he was like remembered for which is fucking terrible but people were sending in money for fucking merch and he wasn't sending them oh, shit back. Oh boy! And I don't, I don't know the extent of how long that went on or how much money he ended up scamming from people, but he fucking he got him and broken hope was like, you're out of the fucking band. So he was kicked out then. Uh, he ended up passing away in 2015 too. Um, so after that, 1999, this is their last <clears throat> album, basically with uh the the first fucking gist of broken hope and this is grotesque blessings uh joe tassic that was his last album with broken hope he ended up passing away in 2010 which was wow. a shitty situation because uh to a lot of people like he is one of the um fucking icons of fucking brutal death metal right. vocalism like his vocals were fucking awesome as shit so that you know that's a big fucking loss right there right um after this time also it's notable that scott creekmore he ended up doing some vocal and drum work for the band 
And Scott Creekmore still to this day is huge up in the Chicagoland area. He owns a, a studio called Mercenary Digital Studios, which record like fucking Pugin Pile and fucking like Fuck, all yeah. the big names from especially the United Guttural Bands who are coming West, out. For sure. right. Yeah. So he's he was really involved in that and he was involved with Broken Hope for a while. So anyway, so uh Broken Hope, they fucking that was basically like I said, the first transition. And then they were silent for 11 years. And then in 2012, they fucking got Jeremy Wagner, got in contact with some other guys and uh, reformed the band. And he got some pretty fucking uh, good musicians with him. Uh, one of which fucking huge fucking come up, I thought, was Damian Lesky. He's the one that does vocals for him. He's done them basically since 2012 till now. And he uh, he's also the fucking front man for Gorgasm. Oh, okay. So anybody yeah. from the Chicago area that knows Gorgasm, oh, yeah. he also went on to do vocals with them. Uh, he also did Morgue Supplier and a couple other bands. Uh, but in 2013, with the new rendition, they released the album Omen of Disease. And I mean, it's just fucking a heavy, technical, brutal album. Like, they went straight back into where they had been back in Bowels and Repulsive, I thought. And fucking came with just some more heavy shit. Now, they're on tour with Deicide in 2013. And I don't know exactly the fucking circumstances. And, like, it, I tried to look it up and you didn't see too much more. But I know that they were down in El Paso and they were fucking touring with Deicide. Right. And it's some kind of complex. Yeah, one of the fans got cut with a box cutter on his, his throat got cut. Oh, wow. So I don't know what the deal was with all that, if there was any band connection at all or whatever. But... You know, after that, fucking Broken Hope was asked to leave the tour with DSI, so I don't know what that deal was. Interesting. Um, in 2017, they released their their last album to date, which was called Mutilated and Assimilated. And again, fucking the, the incarnation of Broken Hope fucking didn't cease to fucking bring the brutality. Nice. That album's heavy as fuck, too. I don't think there's a spot you can go wrong. Like I said, 97 Loathing and 99 Grotesque Blessings, they were like their... They they were like the fucking lowest of the albums, I would say. They weren't terrible by any means, but it was like they were really good yeah. at, at first, and like since they came back, like even more brutal. So you can't really go wrong with them, though. That's cool, man. So yeah, Broken Hope from Chicago. Go Fuck listen yeah, to them. man. Another Illinois band from you. That's yeah. cool. That's and like cool. we said earlier, I'm going to do another Illinois band. My next time to do metal, right? And so somebody can guess, guess that. Yeah, we'll figure out something for you. Hell yeah, that's cool. Fucking right, man. We'll we'll do an activity book if they can yeah. guess it. We'll give them an activity book and a couple stickers. All right, uh, and to do that, you can email Pete at murdermetalmayhem.com uh, what you think the band is. Joey's going to do next week. Not or next, next week. time. Yeah. Uh, next time it's his turn. You have a little bit of time to think. Yeah, about so it. you got couple three weeks and if you can email that to me and you get it right we'll send you an activity book the first one to get it right so i'm not having to send out like 80 activity books so uh, all right chris what about the lost classic tonight all right here's my lost classic i'm going in a total different direction oh no oh yeah britney spears yep that's the way i'm going <laughs> look i'm going with fucking goddamn 97 snot dude like it might not be a lost classic to many but to it's not lost to me because i fucking listen to it constantly to this day and it's new metal whatever right but it's just 24 years old but 
I don't think of it as new metal so much because like the bass grooves in it, it's a groove band to me that's got heavy shit along okay. with it. And they, that's the only album the band ever put out because like Lynn, their singer fucking died in a car accident after that album got put out and then they disband. Wow. And his dog died with him in the car accident. Fuck oh, it, but boy. whatever. But there's just something about, there's like instrumentals in the album that just like groove and I just love the way it, and then it, something else just gets very heavy, but in a new metal, I guess, kind of way, but it's, right. it's very fucking good, dude. So I'm going with snot. Check out snot. If you have not, the album's okay. called get some. Okay. Like, and it's so good. I know My you've ball. talked about it before. I know you, you really like them. No, oh, they're yeah. fucking dude. That's just, that's dude. If you don't, if you haven't heard snot's get some album, it's really fucking good to me. All right. So that's my lost classic. That's cool. Now, uh, the next time we do this, I'll be doing the metal feature. My plan is I'm going to do the Swedish thrash metal band Warfact. I definitely dig those guys. I'm hoping to do an interview with their bass player this weekend, but I'm not sure yet. We have not come up with a good time. They're like seven hours ahead of us, so... There's that. That's a that's a time. <laughs> that's a time zone. But I'm getting better at them. I since I, I think since I started interviewing all those Australians, I think I've just gotten over that. All right. Uh, so what has everybody been listening to here lately? What about you, Joey? What you been listening to? Uh, I've been listening to, um, the new Gormonger a lot. <laughs> right. Me too. Honestly. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. But when you're mixing and doing that, yeah, stuff, it's, you need it's to coming along. To it. Like I, I'm gonna. It's gonna be 18 tracks. I'm pretty positive, and I got like 16 done. Just did some game. The seventeenth is basically done. I, I'm waiting on a saxophone fucking solo back. Nice. And then the last one is a cover of uh, Impetigo Heart of Illinois. So that'll be done soon so anyway so the new gormonger album disfigure in the narrative my 10th album hopefully uh, available by january uh, so i've been listening to that i've also been listening to uh holy cost new album militant anti-pc which i fucking love holy cost i got the tupa dance beats and fucking have done a lot they fucking made it on extreme scene uh you know fucking canada version and over in fucking europe they, have. they played a lot of fests over here too which is cool to see those dudes uh you know i basically came up with them here in the states but them in canada and right. uh, it's cool to see them fucking doing well yeah. and then um i was listening to the exodus like he was talking about and then uh another album that just dropped from fucking new york oh my god pyrexia gravitas oh, maximus that, today. that album is so fucking heavy and i mean it just dropped so it's near the end of the year but it's it's in my top five for sure if not my top fucking album of the year fucking so goddamn good groove fucking like new york just does it a certain style right uh my buddy who's getting back kind of into metal but like he was checking it out and i heard him he was commenting he's like man it reminds me of that internal bleeding i was like fuck yeah right. the new york, new york style yeah. but so yeah that's what i've been jamming very cool chris what about you uh, nothing extreme like that while well, i no but i was <laughs> listening to the the omnific which is that fucking shit i told you about before the fucking two bass and the fucking drum. oh yeah yeah and uh, i was jamming fucking uh, when the kite string pops today fucking ass hell yeah that. I was like jamming that today, and then other than that, just find shit to listen to. Right, right, right. Yeah, like Joey, I'm still listening to that new Exodus, man. Persona so Grata, yeah, fucking badass. 
Also, Votive, uh, the album IXXI, really, really cool stuff. I dig those dudes. Played earlier their other band, which is Immortal Possession. And so, uh, Votive, definitely uh, digging those guys. Hell yeah. All right, the uh, 666 Club, our Patreon supporters, we appreciate them very much. <laughs> and we are getting ready to record a new one new one a just for one. our uh, patreon supporters and chris what did we decide that we're going to do for that uh, uh charlie no. charlie and the manson family yeah. right charlie so the manson family is uh the, the episode says, we're going to do it's going to be a patreon only hell yeah and so you have to be a supporter to hear it um we'll probably eventually release it but it'll be months from now yeah. and the Patreon supporters get to hear it right when it's done. So patreon.com slash murder metal mayhem. And we've already done some good ones, but like I said, the Manson family will be a really cool one to do. We've been talking about that. It's Christmas time. You can order fucking activity books and t-shirts. Exactly. From 10% off. 10% off. Yeah. yeah. And the episodes a day early, the pay, the uh, karaoke songs as soon as they're done and uh, anything else like that. New stuff, even some of my book stuff I've been putting out to the 666 Clubbers. Uh, don't forget to order one of these uh, awesome new shirts we've got, the Gaither design with the uh, with CK on it, man. I mean, you want to get one before they're gone, so you can uh, go to the episode description and pick up a new uh, shirt. Hell yeah. Uh, they look amazing. Murder Metal Mayhem, Blood Spatter on the back, and... The zombies uh, that Gaither did, just really cool stuff. All right, for our year-end episode, we've been talking about this. We're going to do our top fives, the individual top five albums of the year. Of course, metal. And we've done that in the past with CK. We kind of wanted to keep that going. And so that's it's tough, like you said, Joey, to whittle it down to five. You know, Some really good albums came out this year. So uh, we'll do that uh, at the last episode of the year. Uh, I think we've done plenty of metal tonight. So, Joey, what the fuck do we need to do? Well, you were speaking of whittling it down. I whittled me down a fucking shank here in the studio. So let's get our mayhem on. Looking for a new hobby? Well, look no more. A Feather a Month Club is just what you need in your life. We'll send you a handful of rare bird feathers every month, and you can make intricate fly fishing lures with them. I joined the Feather a Month Club, and I got tickets to a heavy metal flute concert. It was bitching. That's right. You can make fishing lures while you jam to heavy metal songs done on a flute. How cool is that? Call us today at 800-FEATHER-THIEF and start a subscription for only $6.66 a month to bring the world's rarest feathers in your life. Thanks, Feather and Month Club! Oh my god. <laughs> that shit's fucked. That was, uh, I like that Feather one. of the Month Club, Jesus Christ. 
love doing those <laughs> fake commercials. We're just sitting here hysterically laughing because oh, yeah. a lot of these we haven't heard for a while, you know. So Dude, no, I it's funny to bust them what out. That was exactly that was perfect. Oh damn! Before <laughs> that though, Jesus Christ, the 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 difference between what we just heard and that broken hope song, fucking Pitbull grin. That's yeah. fucking gnarly. Good, good old school stuff there for sure. Joey, you did a good job with that segment. Thank you. And that that was song, awesome. like I said, was on Repulsive Conception if you want to jam that album. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, uh, all right. Well, we are in mayhem now, guys. Does anybody have a uh, mayhem story they want to share while uh, we're here? On the way here, I was asking, did I ever tell the story about when we was camping with Jeff? I'm not sure. I don't think I did. I don't think so. Tell it. So... And this is just uh, this past summer, like me, Jeff, Courtney, and the kids all went out camping and whatever, right? Right. So we're hanging out, having a good time. We're right there by the lake, got the hammocks set up, tents set up, having a good time. And then uh, we walk up to the truck to go grab some firewood to carry back. We didn't have a wagon or nothing. So dude says, uh, dude comes walking up with his wagon. He's like, hey, what, how's it going? And we're like, oh, not bad, but... We will give you firewood because he was going to go walk out in the woods and find wood. We're like, we got wood here. We'll give you some wood to take back to your campsite. If we can take some back to our campsite with your wagon. I was like, he's like, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. I'm down with that. So we fucking pull it back, get to our campsite, unload. And it's like, all right. Got his name and everything. Everybody talks. I was like, come hang out and have a beer in a minute or whatever. So. A little bit later, we did that. We walked down the path at the campground, and uh, we're like, hey, called his name out, whatever. And we come walking up there. He's got these two fucking German shepherds, and they attacked my homie Jeff, dude. Oh, like, man. Like, no, got him, dude. Like, ripped his fucking jeans, bit him in the ass, like, for real, dude. <laughs> Damn. Like, like, no, not like the comedy shit you see on TV, it right. was that. Like, oh, my God. And it got him in his stomach. And everything, and it wasn't terrible. So he's like, not okay. It was bad, but it wasn't terrible. Like we had to go to the doctor. So right. like he's got my fucking, he's got my daughters are helping him out. So the teeth are like going through skin. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, one hundred percent. So like, then my daughter, she's like, "Hey Jeff, I got you." So, like, she's got all the alcohol and everything, like, cleaning up his wound on his stomach and on his butt oh, cheek man. and shit. Like, so, like, uh, everything's taken care of. She did a great job because Jeff is uh, his uh, sister-in-law is a nurse. And the next day he went and saw her. She's like, and she was straight up like, oh, no, whoever did this was did great. He's like, well, wow. I was a fucking 14-year-old girl, so she did it. <laughs> awesome wow that's awesome so later on that night the same time that happened we're hanging out and jeff's like i just need to lay down we're still at the campground so he's laying down and then in the middle of the night he gets up and has to pee and he tripped over the fire pit <laughs> fell into the dude fell into the fire oh my god <laughs> <laughs> fell into the fire like burnt his arm his fucking, he fucking, what was it, like two or three rings? Oh like he God. cracked on the rim and the fucking fire ring, dude. It's just like, next day he's like, dude, I fucked myself up. I'm like, oh my God. Stay what'd you home, do? He's dude. like, man. Well, because well, he was drinking with me and I 
drink a little bit and he doesn't yeah. drink that much but he tried to stay with me and you can't yeah no <laughs> just not happening but yeah dude jeff fucked it i love you jeff hell yeah thanks for letting me tell that story but yeah that's awesome dude, and, but he went for the next like couple weeks like wow. wrapped up like all in one night attacked by dogs Fell in a fire. Fell in a fire, Jesus. broke some ribs. Wow. Fucked them shit up, dude. That's definitely some fucking mayhem there. Yeah, I'll tell you some bullshit mayhem. Yeah. And I told Chris this the other day, but I fucking, like, I got neighbor stories for days. Like, I've been telling them since I've been on this podcast of my neighbors. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just ridiculous. But anyway, I'm fucking, I come home from work, from, I'm on lunch and, like, I work right behind where i live basically so for me to go home for lunch is no problem i think it's like two three minutes literally um so i go home for lunch like i always do so this is like fucking one o'clock in the afternoon like it's fucking daylight like broad daylight right i fucking park my car which at the time like my my truck's pretty loud right now like it needs muffler work so you can hear me it's not like i'm fucking surprising anyone creeping right. up in a fucking <laughs> right you know i'd be sitting on the car. porch i'm like cashman's coming yeah, like you can hear my car so <laughs> right. so i pull up under my carport where you can definitely hear it you know turn off the whatever i'm going into my fucking apartment fucking for lunch i come walking around the corner and then the door like to where I would enter my apartment building in the back and my fucking front door is right behind that. But I'm walking up to that outside door. I fucking turn the corner of our apartment and I just see fucking this lady who lives next to me who's fucking out there. Like, they're a trip. Like, I can tell some mayhem about this fucking couple too. Like, I haven't even fucking brought them up. But the, <laughs> but the lady's a trip. So she's out there holding her obnoxious, stupid-ass dog that they've got. Like... I, I'm not being a dog hater. Like, their dog is fucking stupid. And I'm watching it grow up from a puppy, and it's just ridiculous. Right. Like, they don't fucking train it, right? You know, whatever. So the dog's fucking flying around all over the place, all excited, fucking on this leash. She's standing there holding the leash, fucking. They're on the, you know, the fucking walkway into my fucking back door, and there's grass, like, right there. And he's out there jumping around. He sees me, and he comes, you know, flying over to fucking say what's up to me. Now, point, I, you motherfucker. Right. I'm already freaked out by your dog because I don't fucking trust it because i don't know it like that right but whatever i'm gonna be nice you know but i'm also as i'm walking i'm noticing this fucking stream of water coming from this it seems like it's coming from the lady uh, and i'm like what the fuck is like what does she have you know what i'm saying i did not know i just saw there was liquid coming out I fucking get a little closer, and there's some, like, four-year-old kid that's with her with his pants just dropped to the ground, just pissing in the fucking side of our yard. Like, while this dog's running buck wild in one hand, she's got this kid pissing in our yard at four in the fuck, at one o'clock in the day. Wow. And I'm just like, like, what do I say? I'm like... I didn't say anything, but what I'm thinking is right. he's pissing facing another apartment <laughs> complex. Right. What kind of pedophiles live over there that are just like oh cha-ching? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. at the same time, who just teaches their kid like, right. oh, just piss, piss right here in the yard. day out in our fucking yard. Like, yeah. It ain't like you're in the middle of the country wow. and walk in the cornfield or some yeah. shit like that. That's funny. So anyway, that was my ridiculous. Yeah, I got, a, I got a good one. I Hell don't think yeah. I've told this before. A little road rage uh, thing. Not with me, but with, uh, <laughs> with the guy that, if you remember the old school story I told of the black and curly incident, Chris, with yeah, the yeah. restaurant. Well, Everybody that guy's that. dad, that guy's dad was fucked up. So go figure. 
But his dad was a salesman for 3M. And his dad had this magnetic strip across his dashboard inside his car. And I was like, what's up with that? And he took out this like little toolbox and put like an assortment of wrenches along this magnetic strip so that they would all stick on this right, thing. Right, right, yeah. And he was lefty. And when he would drive and somebody would, because he's like driving in New York City and like all kinds yeah. of craziness. He would be driving and he would take one of the wrenches and he would throw it at him because he was left. <laughs> so he, he could drive and throw at the same time out of the window and had a fucking supply of them. Just fucking wrenches, wrenches lined up against. Had. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? That's fucked. Up. Yeah. That was this dude's dad. So go figure. Apple. He's like, you motherfucking wrench. Yeah. Just That's where like, all the 10 millimeters went. Yeah, imagine right. that. Like, some of them were fucking good size, yeah. too. God damn, Fucking dude. crazy motherfucker bouncing one of those off your fucking hood of your car or something. I mean, it was fucked up. I can only imagine. I had never seen you imagine him being do one it. of the people getting one of them wrenches? Yeah. But, I mean, I'd never seen him do it. I just yeah. saw the wrenches and everything. And my friend told me that, yeah, that's what he does. That's why they're there. I just couldn't believe it. Like I, I knew this fucking dude back in the day. It fucking kind of reminded me of the, you know, with the car. But he was a fucking drunk. He was like Chris, but like what? Maybe worse. I don't know. Like he was bad, but what? He was like, talking shit about me, bro. And he was like just a criminal outlaw motherfucker. But this guy oh, was older by the time I met him. You know. But what he had done was he had taken his fucking car and he fucking the. Uh, the fucking uh, windshield wiper fucking lines for the windshield yeah, wiper fluid. Yeah, he in it. Yeah, he fucking bought all new fuck. He reinstalled a whole fucking, you know, Put system for it. capsule, yeah, new and lines, he fucking everything. ran the fucking, the, uh, the hoses in underneath his fucking steering column. Oh, wow. So whenever he fucking hit, hit the, the washer fucking fluid. washer fluid thing, it would sprint. He would put booze in his fucking, yep. in the reserve, and it would fucking put yep. booze in his Coke or whatever he was drinking. So he'd just drive around getting fucking lit up with the fucking, with a, a car bar, like basically. You know how hot that <laughs> liquor is in that oh, motor yeah Dude. yeah <laughs> yeah that's but still true. like you're sitting out fucking down in a cornfield somewhere just partying like yeah yeah I gotcha. <laughs> that's some alcoholic shit though yeah, that I mean, is i know exactly you i've gotta never really done that but i know what you're that. talking about like, you yeah. gotta really be wanting it you know? now speaking of that topic uh, the other day i was working on my uh, deeper than dead story and i have a character in the story that's an <laughs> oh, alcoholic God damn it dude and so I had some questions about how much I'm alcohol. I'm not getting into the fucking whole conversation. Would it be com <laughs> would it be common for an alcoholic to drink in a day? And so Chris, I you were my lifeline, you know, like Yeah, that that's not a lot if you're an alcoholic. So so anyway, uh, yeah, so you told me that I said it was a quart or a yeah. pint or no, what did I said a quart a, a quart. day. Okay. And you said that was like lightweight. Yeah, that's, so, that was like, what did I say? I was like. Make it a handle. I was like, yeah, make it a handle a day. Yeah. So that's what I did. So, see, you were my guy when I had questions about alcohol. I mean, if that's all he's doing is drinking all day, like a handle really ain't going to do anything anyway. I yeah. saw y'all get two and a half handles. Dude, I've <laughs> done night. that. No, I've, I was with you the other night, Monday Night Football. That's no, that, was, that was fist. Oh, yeah, handle. not handle. No, okay, handle. that was fits, yeah. but yeah, still a lot of booze that's for a, a five-hour period. That's a handle and a half. 
Right, right. Derek was that guy that night. Shaw <laughs> like, Nation was in full effect. Derek nice. be like, fucking, no, I'm getting the fucking bar bottles because they're, they're bigger than a fifth. It's yeah. not a handle, but it's not a fifth. Yeah. Dude. Wow. All right. The uh, Creation of Chaos 3, my last book, is available as an audio book on Audible, iTunes, and Amazon if you're into that. And also locally at the Painted Wraith Curiosity Shop, downtown Bloomington, Illinois. Go check that place. They have copies of it. And if you're in the Peoria area, Peoria Public Library now has all my books. And you can also purchase them in their bookshop downstairs in the basement. They've got a basement, uh, you know, with uh, conference rooms. It's really nice. And they've got this bookstore down there. It's very cool. All right, the killer cage match is always a good one tonight. Ding, ding, ding. We got got 70 uh, killers that we came up with, 70 objects for them to fight with, and our listeners give us some random numbers, helps us come up with who's fighting and what they're fighting with. uh, Yeah, once again, we got Nikki Judy, Rebecca Boomsock, and John Simmons fucking out there, fucking ready to fucking throw down. Awesome. Awesome, and we got a good one tonight, Joey, in the cage. Yeah, we got Oklahoma City bomber fucking Timothy McVeigh. Right. And he's going to go up against fucking that Nazi, 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 Nazi fucking Adolf Hitler going at it in the cage, man. Two hateful motherfuckers. Yes. Two hateful motherfuckers going at it tonight, and they've got with them to fight a leather belt and a mop soaked in puke. Chris, it's been a while. Else, it's the mop soaked and puke was in there, and then Chris, what is the uh, variable in the cage? Five gallon bucket of fire ants. Oh, fire ants, not fun. Five gallon bucket full too. Wow. All right, so we got Timothy McVeigh, Adolf Hitler, in a cage with a leather belt and a mop soaked in puke, and a five gallon bucket of fire ants ready to fucking do some biting. So, Chris, what do we think with this one tonight? Think uh, old old Dolph, not young Dolph. <laughs> <laughs> old Dolph, I think he's gonna put Timothy McVeigh in his fucking work just because of his last name. <laughs> he's like, no, you're gonna make me a fucking bomb, and he ties him up with the leather belt. And every now and again, he lets him go, and he's got to make him. The whole reason. The fucking goddamn mop is soaked in puke is because Hitler's fucking puking all over the floor anyway. Clean my puke. Okay. So I just lost myself, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Joey, you want to pick Chris's up? Chris's cage match just dissipated. It totally did. Uh, I'm known for my colorful cage matches. This one's going to be a little more straightforward, though. Yeah, it's pretty easy. I'm pretty sure that fucking Timothy McVeigh's got the he's big gonna time fucking, physically. Yeah, he's going to take out Adolf. He's going to Because he was like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, and Adolf Hitler yeah. was like 5'5". Five, five, yeah. I think he's going to get him around the neck with that fucking leather belt, and while he's fucking choking him out, he's going to gape Hitler's ass with that fucking that puke-soaked mop, and after it's gaped, he's going to pour all them fucking fire in his whole, ass. Yeah. Yeah. McVeigh like for the it. win on that. Yeah, I, like I agree it. with McVeigh over Hitler here. Yeah, I like it. Just physically, just so much more dominating. Hitler, you know, just this little fucking pussy boy. So, 
Talked a big game, of course, and got people whipped up, but I'm going with McVay for the win here tonight, I mean, too. Not that McVay was a fucking tough guy or anything, no. but... No, but he was a big boy, corn-fed yeah. fucking, you know. So, yeah, he, uh, I'm sure, physically would just get the upper hand. All right, well, we've done plenty of mayhem tonight, so, guys, let's hit that fucking outro. Intoxication, Chris. Hell yeah. Rock Some in. old anthrax. Now it's dark from the Blue Velvet movie. That's what that's about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That movie's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. Fucking, I will always call bullshit. I fucking hate, and I understand it, it depends when people grow up and shit, but like anthrax themselves have talked about how much they hate the fucking Stadium 4 album. It's it was ranked in Rolling Stone as one of the worst albums of all time. I don't understand. They that. always I liked said it. that persistence of time is what it should have been because they had rushed everything. Right. But to me, State of Euphoria is one of my favorite. I love it. Yeah, yeah, I I really like it. I don't yeah, get the songs that. that are on it. Like I can fucking associate yeah. with them and everything. No, I love that album too, dude. All right, so uh, the bumper music tonight: Immortal Possession, Anthrax, and Broken Hope. Getting Hell nasty. Yeah. Uh, big thanks to our buddy Tex. Always, always good oh, yeah, to have him on. Prison stories are a must, and uh, Boudreau in Chris if he's you know down by the Boudreau, you know. Hey, coming up with one that he's close to soon. That's right. That's right. Uh, thanks to our sponsor Winters for the episode, Gore. Winters Gore, for sponsoring us, WintersGore.com, for some very, very disturbing art turned appliances you could wear a mask all, fucking yeah, fishing lures chris what better thing to give your grandpa and fucking hey grandpa you, you know? go fly fishing this yeah Here, or your you. little now, niece you might get one of the teddy bears Riss, though yeah if Wait. he knows you're doing fly fishing oh. edward risk him get oh, you. oh there you go <laughs> but you know if you've got a little niece chris one of those teddy bears with the fucking i know Ed my girl face i love one honestly oh i'm sure i'm probably gonna buy him one so for Christmas. And I'm anxiously awaiting the uh, the package to arrive. So, all it right. Makes me want to go buy some rubbers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the metal segment <laughs> intro music is by who, Joey? Uh, our fucking metal segment music is by yeah. Chrysix. Hell yeah. Murder Metal Mayhem intro, Chris. Let's go. There you go. Hell yeah. And thanks to everybody out there listening. We appreciate it uh, yeah, so much. Uh, Chris, why don't you read the first comment? Yeah, got, got a good one. Pandora Devil Girl. Right. G-U-R-L. Girl. Girl. Says, uh, I, I, I really love the Vince Lee episode. That dude is fucked. And yeah. That dude was fucked. <laughs> yeah. And the fact he's that walking sums the, it up nicely. The fact he's walking the streets right now under a different name right. is even more fucked. Right. So, right. yeah, that's exactly. Insane. Joey, what about the next one, dude? 
Darla Evans. There Darla. he goes again, banging away on Darla. Banging away on Darla. <laughs> the crow. Hell yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, sorry, Darla, but yeah. Darla Evans, she commented, I'm a listener from Dallas. I've been listening to you guys for a year, and it's amazing. My whole apartment building listens oh, to you. Oh, damn. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah, Darla. Thank you very much. And everybody in that apartment building, it must be a fucked up place to be, man. I don't know. Uh, Pedro Armando commented, I listen to you in Mexico City. I'm from El Paso. Thanks for playing Pissing Razors last week. Love that Texas metal. So fuck yeah, Pedro. Also, speaking of which, uh, a case that I really, really want to do sometime, speaking that he was from down there, is the... uh, Man, I, I can't remember the names right now, but it was the fucking Narco Satanicos. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mark Kilroy, wasn't that his name? He got yeah. abducted. I think so, yeah. yeah. But in that probably, case, and it was that uh, the dude. and It was Mark Kilroy, 100%. Yeah, it was yeah. that dude's name. I think he was Adolf something, Costanza or something I like that. I think you're and right. And then that woman who was like a prominent member of society, but she right. was all mixed in with all that shit. Yeah. That case, That's though, a good one, yeah. yeah, for sure. I agree. I agree. And then, Chris, what about the last one? David Rules Mars. <laughs> Says, uh, <laughs> you guys fucking rock. Love the metal segment. Pete, I checked out Warfect, and you're right. They fucking kill. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, David. Yes, I'm do. glad you dig on Warfect. Going to have them next week as the metal feature. It's going to be badass. All right, check out MurderMetalMayhem.com to listen to the past episodes. You could go on Facebook and like us, follow us on Twitter, and subscribe to that YouTube channel. Got another YouTube video dropping on the uh, uh, the Keepers episode we're doing the week after next. So you want to get on there and subscribe so you don't miss that. The oh, interview yeah. I did with Teresa Lancaster from the Keepers, if you saw that Netflix series about the priest abuse scandal. Pretty fucked up stuff. Uh, check out the show on pretty much any platform that's out there and rank it, like it, comment, anything Hold you on, could you do helps. We're doing the keepers. I thought that got switched. No, we're doing the keepers the week after next. Okay. Yeah. Bye-bye. Uh, support the show. Join that 666 club. Go to patreon.com slash murder metal mayhem and join for three bucks a month. And you can also go to creationofchaos.com if you want to pick up one of my books. And I mentioned uh, you can get it Audible if you like uh, audiobooks, Audible, iTunes, Amazon. Check the episode description for links to that stuff. Um, we can't let him go, though, without hearing a karaoke song. Now, this is a classic, classic one I did many years ago for Christmas. It's a Christmas classic that I've perverted into what you're about to hear. Grandma got sodomized by a reindeer. So crank this one up, and until next time, keep one foot in the gutter. And Merry Christmas. Grandma, stop it. <laughs> Grandma got sodomized by a reindeer. Walking over our house, Christmas Day. You can't say there's no such thing as Satan But as for me and Grandpa, we believe She'd been drinking too much eggnog And we better not to go Oh, y'all are
But she wanted to party So she stumbled out the door with some blow When they found her Christmas morning At the scene of the attack She had her prints on her forehead And some reindeer tears frozen to her back Oh, that's fucking gross Grandma got sodomized by a reindeer Walking home from our house, Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Satan But as for me and Grandpa, we believe Now we're all so proud of Grandpa He's been taking this so well He loves surfing porn all day Drinking beer and smoking balls with Cousin Belle It's not Christmas without Grandma All the family's dressed in black And we just can't help but wonder Why did she spend so much time on her breast? Send them back Grandma got sodomized by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Satan But as for me and Grandpa, we believe Now the goose is on the table And the pudding made of fig And the blue and studded dildo That would just have matched the hair in Grandma's wig I've warned all my friends and neighbors Better watch out for yourselves They should never give a license To a man who drives a sleigh and plays with himself Grandma got sodomized by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Satan But as for me and Grandpa, we believe Singing Grandpa Grandma got sodomized by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Satan But as for me and Grandpa, we believe